Welcome to episode 22 of the SportsLogos.net LogoCast. This is the second episode to be featured on SportsLogos.net. I am Michael from Buenos Aires. Joining me, as always, Greg from Ohio and Mike from Florida State. How's it going this week, guys? It's classes and stuff. I, I can't wait to talk about some fun stuff. I'm doing really well. How about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we've got a little bit of a show for you this week. Some NBA stuff, some baseball stuff, even a little bit of hockey. I've never been a huge hockey guy. I'm really going to try and get into it this year. But even as somebody who hasn't really followed it a lot in the past, it is nice for us to have NHL news. I cannot wait till the season starts. I'm so pumped for the season. I was a huge hockey fan until the lockout prior to this one where they lost the entire season, and that really kind of soured me, but I'll be back. As I mentioned, I mean, I haven't really followed hockey in probably 10 years or so at least. Uh, I was a big Stars fan. I wouldn't really say I'm an anything fan at the moment. I kind of I joined a fantasy hockey league. I, I'm doing all this stuff. I really want to really follow it because I do like a lot of the international stuff. But uh, listeners, if you have any suggestions for which team I should follow, uh, tweet us at the LogoCast. Let me know. Hey, I'll take I'll take crowdsourcing to see which team I should follow, and I'll follow them in earnest if I end up going with that. But uh, if you, as I said, if you want to tweet us, it's at the Logocast. If you want to send us an email, it's podcast at the com. We are the logocast.tumblr.com. Uh, all these sources outside of sportslogos.net where you can get in touch with us. Uh, you can subscribe to the show via RSS. Uh, you can subscribe to the show via iTunes. If you do via iTunes, if you rated us before, please rate and review us again. I know that especially if you rate and review the early episodes, we are basically, I mean, it's the three of us. We talk about the same things, but beyond that, I don't think we're the same show at all. No. And I just want to throw in real quick, if you need a suggestion for a team, New York Rangers, best looking team in hockey. And you know, what else do you need on a show like this? Best uniforms. There you go. We'll look into it next week whenever we do the NHL power rankings, but I have a feeling that you might be alone on that on that island. I, I can pretty much assure you that the Rangers, while they will be up there, are not going to be my top team, so that's all I can tell you about it. All right. Should we talk about our news for the week? No. Okay. <laughs> okay thank you for listening to the LogoCast. We'll, we'll see, see you next week, week everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was a nice short one. That's going to be real easy to edit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> We're going to start off with the National Basketball Association. Uh, earlier this week, the NBA unveiled both the jerseys that are going to be worn at next month's All-Star Game. Uh, it's a red jersey. Uh, red is the West. East is blue. Uh, obviously features Adidas's three stripes, but uh, features lots of shooting star iconography. And uh, what do you guys think? I think in one of the rare times in a long time that I can remember with the All-Star jerseys, I really like these. I think they look really good. They they finally did something where it was more tasteful than gaudy. And we all know that over the years, the NBA All-Star jerseys have gone down some really strange paths. But I think they did a really nice job with this. It's uh, It's got a little bit of the flashiness going, but it's, it's also kind of subtle. And I'm, I'm a big fan. I think they look really, really good this year. 
it's sort of generic, I think. I really liked when All-Star jerseys would would go with the color of the team. I feel like if they like red and a gray matchup for this Houston game, it would look cool. But, I mean, overall, it's not a bad design jersey. It's pretty solid, and we've seen a lot worse ones recently. But I think the thing that brings these down in my mind are the colors. I don't mind the colors. I mean, Houston as a team at the moment really doesn't have much uh, identity. They're sometimes red and silver, sometimes red and gold. It's There's not a lot really there to kind of build from. So I don't have an issue with the colors. My only thing is I don't really know how well the font works with the rest of it. And then there's the issue with Adidas putting their three stripes on everything. But we can spend days rallying against it. But compared to some of the things they've done with uh, Christmas Day and now in college basketball, I think... The three stripes here on the All-Star jersey is fairly minor on their list of, of grievances. I like the sublimination in the jersey quite a bit, but I'm not 100% sold on, on the font being used, kind of fitting with the everything else going for space stuff. I actually like the font. I think it's kind of cool. But I'm basing a lot of my opinion on All-Star jerseys versus overall jerseys. So if you take these out of that context, maybe it's a little bit different, but... With some of the disasters they've come out with for the All-Star game, I think these are, are really, really nice and tasteful and not gaudy, and that's what I like about them. As, uh, I mean, I definitely don't hate these. These are definitely an improvement over the last year. But I do kind of miss the days where the All-Star game was a little bit more fun. I mean, these are so – once again, these are toned down a little bit comparatively, but there's still so much of it where it's driven to be cool that I kind of miss, like, the goofy fun of, like, the 90s. These, you know, shout out to Tom O'Grady here, like the Phoenix one with the giant cactus on it, where it's just so kind of goofy and over the top that way. And, you know, in the All-Star game, I, I kind of miss that kind of thing. I have to be honest. Maybe it's maybe it's my nostalgia speaking and I'll I'll fully take that. I don't miss those things at all. Um, and no offense to Mr. O'Grady, but that was some of the ugliest All-Star uniforms I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I get they had a place and that was the way things were. Back then, and that was the style at the time, but uh, I, don't, I don't miss those things at all. Give me this over that every single time. But that's just the old man of me talking. You know, I wish everybody just had, you know, plain, simple uniforms in all sports. So if you're looking for, like, a lot of imagination and stuff in a uniform, I'm probably not the guy to come see about it. All right. Uh, let's go up next. This is for uh, the NBA London Live. It's a regular season game between the Knicks and the Pistons. I believe it's next week, you know, obviously in London, hence the London Live. But uh, I love the logo whenever I saw it. I think that's really classy looking. And what do you guys think? Yeah, I like the different colors and it has the gradients and it looks really fresh and it plays well to the to the location. And as long as they don't wear their their winter court jerseys, <laughs> put a foul taste in everyone's mouth. Yeah, let's hope that the logo, uh, you know, yeah, that's, uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. But, uh, yeah, it's a good-looking logo. I like it. You know, they incorporated the uh, Union Jack into it, and it's just well done and, and well designed, and it looks very solid. Uh, nothing too crazy about it, and it looks good. Uh, next, we go to the Brewers Design a Uniform contest uh we talked about this a few weeks ago but they have unveiled their new uh finalists there are three that you can vote on 
the fan vote becomes one of the eight votes along with uh, the general manager, uh, John Axford, the closer, people from Majestic, people from New Era. So one is a complete kind of throwback style. It's got the beer barrel man on the shoulder, balling glove on the chest, number on the other chest, and then striped stirrups is a big piece of that one. Uh, One of them is a cream jersey with, uh, I guess you'd call it uh, down-the-shoulder piping, the beer barrel man on the helmet or on the hat and on the patch with kind of an old, kind of a beer type old script uh, for used for the script and the numbers. And then the final one is uh, one of their older Milwaukee scripts on a gold jersey in the modern uh, batting practice template with a front panel hat with a former uh, alter. Uh, logo the block m in the state of wisconsin so uh what do you guys think of the three and what which one should the team go with i like two of them i and i think that if you combine the elements of the two that i like you could come up with a really cool jersey uh the third one the gold one with all that i thought was was and again i understand that this person is not a professional designer and all that but it just seemed terribly unimaginative to me but uh, I like the first one. The, um, I like where he was going with this. It evokes a little bit of the Seattle Pilots, and it kind of gets, it's kind of a, a nod to their entire history. But I like the second one with the, uh, the old-school beer font and all that on it, and I, I love the patch they came up with on the second one. If I had to vote, I'd probably go with number two, although there are aspects of the first one I like a lot. The third one, the gold one, I have no use for at all. I would also go with number two, just because it's all just new and not it hasn't been before. Like the script's new, the sleeve patches thrown together, and the cap logo's fantastic. I know a bunch of people on the boards would pay good money for a barrel man hat logo. Uh I I actually like the yellow one more than the first one because the first one it's like they wear a uniform like that already and it's just so I don't think it's that creative. Like it's just their old logo, and and I, I'm not really a fan. The other one, I like it better because it just like pops more, and the uh, cap's cool. Yeah, number two is definitely my favorite as well. I I really like the script work on it. I like the fact that the piping. There's no nobody in baseball like that doing now. It kind of kind of what we mentioned whenever the Cardinals unveiled theirs, that we kind of wish they'd do something like that. Something that's a little old school, but still very iconic. The patch might be a little busy, but uh, the cap logo is, is genuinely great. So yeah, that, that one would be my favorite as well here. I love the patch. I don't think it looks too busy. I, I It gives me like this sense of, of uh, a modern looking patch with a nod to, you know, the barrel man going way back in their history. So that's what I think is cool about it. The only thing that I'm not crazy about and the thing that you guys like is, is the hat. I think that that, uh, that hat logo is a little too cartoonish for me. I like it as a patch. I like him as a mascot. I don't know if I'm ready to put him on a hat, though. From there, let's go to a little bit of news. And this news is fairly recent. I don't even think it's really been... Reported too many places, but it, the information's out there. Uh, the Rays for 2013. If you like their faux back uniforms from last year, 
Uh, you're going to love them whenever they're a full-time alternate next year. The team is bringing them into circulation as a uh, regular look. There hasn't been any official word on when it's going to be. I'll assume probably like a once-a-week kind of thing. But uh, I remember at the time we were fairly positive about these with some reservations. That was a one-time thing. Uh, what do you guys think about these as a full-time look? I'm actually not really so crazy about it. I mean, I really like the set with the the A-hole and stuff, but I wish they would have just like done a different alternate and kept kept all the the navy and the light blue looks they have now. I'm not so sure I'd be crazy about this as a full-time alternate. I thought it was cool as a one-off, but to to wear it all the time, I think it's just too much of a, maybe too much of a good thing, especially when they've already got you know, an alternate that they wear and adding this to the mix is, I'm not so sure I'm so big on it. And I seeing it again now, I don't know if I like it as much as I did the first time around. Um, it's a cool idea, but I'm not big on using it as a full-time alternate. They actually have two other full-time alternates, the sky blue one and the navy blue one with navy blue numbers for some god-awful reason. Yeah, I don't really mind that. It's It's nice because the front of the rays, like the script, it's always going to be navy blue with a uh, light blue shadow. So I don't really mind that just because it matches. If it just didn't because match, it's I'd your team. Problem. Yeah. And- <laughs> I would just hope that if they do go with these as a full-time alternate, they find some that fit. From my understanding, that situation is, is that the sizing, the company that does a lot of these, the sizing for the pullovers do come a little bit bigger than the sizing for the button-ups. And uh, that the team really doesn't have their their regular uh, tailor do. Uh, they don't have them tailored because they're only being worn once. So I assume if they're being brought in as a full time thing, that the it'll be a little bit closer to whenever the Blue Jays wore them and they every Friday or whenever and they weren't so tight because they actually had them tailored to to fit the players afterwards. I still don't think it would be that difficult to get the sizing a little bit closer because even the button-up uniforms that we've seen, you know, they're just huge. Uh, and I get it when they're throwing back to like the 40s and 50s because that's the way they wore them back then. But a lot of these 70s throwbacks, they just don't look right when they're big and baggy like that because in that era, that was the era of skin-tight everything. You know, the tighter the you know you painted the uniform on back then. So, uh, but yeah, you're probably right. If they uh, if they're going to go to these as a full-time alternate, they will get them to fit better, and that will. That'll solve at least that problem. From uh, the Rays, we go to uh, the World Baseball Classic, where MLB has revealed the jerseys all 16 teams are going to be wearing. A lot of these are very much in the same template, the new uh, batting practice template. There are some interesting ones here and some that kind of follow their own pattern, uh, and then I think there are a couple of new scripts in there, too. But what do you guys think? I'm not really a fan. There's so many looks that just aren't that great. And there's so many things that could easily be improved. And I'm just looking at all these, and it's just like there's a missed opportunity for way more than half of them. Yeah, I find these incredibly boring. There's not a lot of imagination that went into this. Uh, I don't know. There's just not a lot going on here that I'm, I'm really a big fan of. I think they could have done... So much more. There was a real opportunity missed here, and I, I'm not, not thrilled by any of these. The one that I think is probably my favorite 
large part because it is very different. It seems to be the only one where it seems like the team probably designed it themselves as opposed to just having someone at Majestic do it is uh, Korea. They're using something that's not even on the same page as everybody else. And does that necessarily mean it looks good? No, I don't think it looks very good, but it's it's different and it's unique. And I think in a I think in a tournament like that, that's something a lot more interesting than teams that are just doing the same exact thing. Yeah, I think that you've got a chance here to represent your country through your uniform, and basically what we've got here is just the same template with the colors changed to match the color of that country's flag or whatever, and that's it. I think that you could have really gone in a cool direction if if somebody would have sat down and put some thought into it, but... You know, this the whole template was just different fonts, and you know everybody looks the same except for the colors and the name. Eh, could have done better. Moving to college basketball, uh, everybody knew it was coming, but uh, the Maryland basketball team has their own version of the Pride uniforms now. I actually really like these. I like the fact that they're before everybody talked about how the everything. Um, how to match the flag, it should be reversed. How they had one pattern down one side, one pattern down the other side, but it should be checkered like the like the flag. And for basketball, they actually did it. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a lot more muted than some of their other stuff. And I honestly think it looks it looks pretty good. It's not the best thing I've ever seen, but it's it's nice. I actually wouldn't mind them rocking this full time just because it's – not in your face, but it represents the state really well, and I think it looks really good. Yeah, I'm with Danger. I think that this would be a great full-time look for them, and I like this an awful lot. It's, uh, again, tasteful without being gaudy, and uh, that's what I like to see, and I think this is a really cool look, and they got it right, and no issues for me on it. It looks fantastic, I think. Thumbs up across the board on Maryland. Yeah, I don't think we've ever liked much of what Maryland's done, have we? Their football stuff got some decent things, but even then we we were always a little split comparatively. There was never really something where we all kind of gave it a a full thumbs up. Well, there you go. They finally pleased us. They can they can rest easy now and go back about their normal everyday lives. You have you have pleased the the, all, the almighty overlords of the athletic aesthetic. So, by all means, move ahead. <laughs> Under Armour, you feel free to throw your your employees a party now. From there, we go to the world of women's soccer, where uh, FC Kansas City, which is one of the new teams in this league, they updated their logo, and it went from complete and total ass to, eh, it's not that bad. The old logo, I remember when it came out, we were just like, oh, that's so bad and clip arty. This one's not so bad and a little bit clip arty. It sort of like has a, it has like a yin yang type feel with like a girl kicking a soccer ball. It's a lot better than what they had, and but it seems like it seems like they could have done better with a more like defined character instead of like abstract. But it, based off what it was replacing, it's an improvement in my mind. It's not bad. All right, and in our return to hockey news, the Stars have a 20th anniversary uh, 
logo that I don't know if it's going to be a patch because obviously I guess we'll all see that come Saturday, but it's going to be, uh, it's parts of it are included in their eyes and I'm sure it's going to be used around the arena and everything. I like it. I like the Dallas skyline. I like the reunion tower being used there. Um, I'm not sold on the beveling on some of the stuff, but a little over detailed, but it's, it's, there's a lot there to like. That's the first thing I thought of. Like when I saw the first the full look, I didn't like the the way the numbers shaded, but I did really like the the skyline. And I mean, there's a few things wrong with it, but overall, it's not so bad. How about you, Greg? I love it, but they went right after me with this because uh, I when we did the uh, the the patch thing we did a while back. If you, if you noticed, every one that I liked had like a city skyline in it and all that. This thing is right in my wheelhouse. I, I love everything about it. I'm even going to let the number shading and all that slide. I think it looks fantastic, and it's going to make a great patch. It makes a great center ice look. It's just uh, not a thing in the world wrong with it to me. And uh, like I said, you know, you put the skyline in there, and I'm all good to go. So uh, I, I think it's looks, it looks fantastic, and I have not a bad thing to say about it. <laughs> We're going to go from a Canadian game down south to an American game up north. And uh, the Ottawa CFL team, who's going to start playing this summer, they are going to have a name. And one of the names on the short list is the Red Blacks. It might sound weird at first, but if you get Ottawa's history, where they were the Rough Riders and, and the Renegades, the most recent um, look, they've been red and black. And since the Rough Riders is the name of Saskatchewan, it's they can't really use it anymore. There's all this like backstory behind how, why they both had it, but yeah, I, it it has a really nice old time feel. I think like a one of those turn of the century names. Like in the NFL, you had teams from Dayton called the Triangles, and I think there was like an igloo, like a team named the Igloo. So it's a nice throwback, and maybe maybe it might be cool. How about you guys? I'm with you. At first, when I when I first saw it, I thought, "Oh my God, that is so unbelievably stupid." And then I started thinking about it. And I thought, you know, in, in the era of Bobcats and all the other generic names that teams come up with, I thought this is kind of cool that they're they're going in a direction that I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to like right out of the gate. But I like that they're going in, in a direction that is, you know, pretty unique. And and like you said, it kind of goes back to the old days, but. Out of the gate, I thought this is really dumb, but it really grew on me, and I'm curious to see how they're going to, uh, you know, to execute it. But I like it. I think it's a cool idea, and I like the fact that it's so unusual and so unlike what we would normally get with a team coming up with a name. So I'm I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, there's no growing on it here. That is one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. Well, if you compare it to when they registered the name Ottawa Rush. I think that's a definite upgrade from that. I mean, it might not be perfect, but it's. I'm going to have to see what they come up with, and if it looks like complete ass, I'll be the first one to hit it. But I think it. I'm going to give it a shot. It. It's definitely grown on me since I've heard the news. Yeah, it's different. It's just different. And the Ottawa Rush was just. That's the kind of name that you would expect out of a team in this day and age to come up with a name that you know, motion and blah, 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 and all that other stuff. I think it's great that they went with something that's so completely off the grid that I really like it. And like I said, at first I thought it was an idiotic idea, but 
I started thinking about it, and I just like the fact that they're not going the route of the rush or the heat, the thunder, that whole bit. I think it's a really cool way to go. And on top of that, um, Ottawa's NHL teams, the Senators are red and black, and then the the Ontario Hockey League team is the 60 cents, and they're red and black. So it's like Ottawa's has their own color scheme, and their football team is literally going to be named the two colors that they'll use. So that's also a cool way to do it. I don't know. I'm just I'm not seeing it. I to me, rush rush is generic, but it's still a 100 percent upgrade over over red blacks. What just red black sounds like a it sounds like a third rate knockoff name. I don't know. I, I must be in the minority here. No, you're probably uh, no. not. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's been some speculation that the deal's not done yet, but uh, the Seattle-based purchasers might be buying the Sacramento Kings, moving them to Seattle for as soon as uh, next season. I figured this would be a good topic to throw it out to you guys. We've kind of had some some discussions about this kind of thing in regards to to the way the Browns did it and the way that the, the all the Hornets conversation uh, should Seattle keep a 70 year tradition in the NBA and before that in the was it the NBL I believe uh, with the Kings or should they become the Sonics again? Well, Seattle fans are going to want them to be the SuperSonics again and. I get the argument, but we've talked about it before. You can put the old uniforms back on them and call them that. They're not going to be that. I think they should stay with the Kings because the Kings have a long tradition in the NBA. What do you do? You want to become the Sonics again. Okay, the Sonics are now in Oklahoma City. And so if you become the Sonics, do you start a new history from that point? Is like the, the Sonics part two? Or do you take the Thunders history away from them and they become an expansion team? And what happens to the Kings? When the Thrashers were moving to Winnipeg, I was always against them going back to the Jets name because the Coyotes, that's their history. The new Jets are like a completely different team. But you started hearing how it wouldn't be the same if it was a different team name playing in the NHL. And that's where where I stand on this. I think it'd just be weird for the Seattle Kings to exist when like the Sonics were loved in that city for 40 years and right now i think they better idea would go with the sonics i think in this context mike i think that history matters even if it's not always just the pretty shiny i mean the kings as they were were never uh never the celtics never the lakers uh never a team that had titles on top of titles and they are one of the only teams in the current NBA that have been around since the start of the NBA, since that initial merger of the National Basketball League and the Basketball Association of America. And I think that that is something worth fighting for, even if people in Seattle want to squint their eyes and pretend it's Gary Payton and Sean Kemp out there. It's not going to make them so. And all it's going to do is just flush 70 years of tradition down the crapper. You're right about that. What happens to the Kings? Do they become the Sonics and maintain the Kings' history? I could live with that. I wouldn't be crazy about it. You know, where does it end up? Where do the Kings just become like this franchise that used to exist one day, and then all of a sudden they don't anymore? I mean, I don't know how you play all this out. But I'm with Mike. I think that the history has to play a role in this. And my best compromise solution, I suppose, would be call them the Sonics but keep the Kings' history. If 
they ended up moving to Virginia Beach or Las Vegas, a, te- a city without history, then yes, keep the king's name because it's been there forever. But they're moving to a place that had like 40 years of history and their own thing. And I can see both sides of the argument. I've always been the one to, to think that a team moving should should like have their identity. But I think this is a special situation in the way Seattle lost their team. It wasn't because people didn't go to the games. It was because they couldn't uh, figure out the, the arena. Well, see, but that's, that's the same argument can be made for the Browns, though. It wasn't because people didn't go to the games. It wasn't because there wasn't support. It was because they couldn't get a stadium deal in place. So I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that if, if you're going to make a special exemption for the Sonics, and you've got to kind of make the same one for the Browns because the same situation applies. Pretty much with every team. I mean, there have been very few where it's strictly been a, an attendance-driven concern. But my counterpoint to anybody saying that, oh, it won't feel the same, it won't, look at the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans have their own, their own identity. They, they've been able to draw fans. It's not like people weren't going to go out and not support any team that wasn't the Oilers. It's been shown that that was ridiculous. And the same thing would have happened in Winnipeg. The same exact thing. People would have groused about it whenever the name was unveiled, but then whenever the, the merchandise was unveiled, people would have bought it. Whenever the tickets were unveiled, people were gonna people would have bought the tickets and then a year or two down the line nobody would have even thought it's like, oh really? People were actually said that they weren't gonna support a team if they weren't the Jets? That's ridiculous. Just like this would be. If Seattle is such a good basketball city that they're worth moving this team to then they would support a team called the Kinks. Why couldn't we just look at this like we do the Tennessee Titans, who used to be the Houston Oilers? They moved, they brought all the history of the Houston Oilers with them and just changed their names when they got there. So on dangerous side of the argument now, what's the difference between that and this team, the Kings moving to Seattle and just rebranding as the Sonics? You can look at it from both sides, I suppose. Yeah, but I think the big difference is there is while the Titans were a former uh, AFL team name. They weren't trying to emulate any long left team there in Nashville. They, it was more about building their own identity. It's not a situation where the new team likes to pretend like they're. It's not. It'd be a more accurate parallel had there been a team called the Tennessee Titans. Had that team moved to you know had that team become the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then a new team comes in, dresses up like the Titans, and basically ignores the fact that they were actually the Oilers. Okay, that's a good point, too. I guess at the end of it all, you know, you're really, other than, well, however this plays out, somebody's not going to be happy. I'm with Mike, though. I say, if you're going to do this, stay the Kings. They're not going to be the Seattle Sonics. It's just not, I don't care. You can call them that all you want. Hell, we even see it in Cleveland, and they kept their history. They kept all of that, but there are still people, myself included, that look at that team and go, yeah, they look like the Browns. They dress like the Browns. They don't play so much like the Browns used to, but uh, they're not the real Browns. It, no matter how hard you try, it's still not the same. And I think that the people of Seattle and Charlotte with the Hornets and that whole bit, they have to understand that. Like you said, Mike, you can not dress You can dress them up and squint and pretend all you want, but at the end of the day, you're still looking at an illusion. I thought it would be a good idea this week to talk about uh... – how do you guys think Nike did with their first uh, year with the NFL contract? Other than the Seahawks, I thought they did great. I think that the New Jersey cuts look so much better than the old Reebok ones. Uh, 
you know, we've talked about it a lot over the course of the season, and I think that they have taken the jerseys and with the new cuts and everything and made a lot of teams look better. But I don't think there's a team that better represents what Nike brought in year one and how much they improved things just by the cut of the jersey and all that than the Jacksonville Jaguars, who we had gotten into such a reflexive mode with them where we would just say, they look terrible no matter what. Well, then we started going back and taking another look at them, and they really don't look that bad. And I think a lot of that is due to Nike and the new cut of the new jerseys and the way that everything fits with the Nike template uh, versus what Reebok had. So I think they've done, other than the Seahawks, a really, really good job. I agree. Even the Seahawks had some some redeeming stuff. Like It was cool to see a great uniform in the NFL, but the cuts look so much better. And if you, fe- if you felt like a jersey in a store like there's it's just a better material it's so much well made it's only up from here i feel like um i mean we're gonna have the dolphins rebrand and that's gonna be like the next step and we're gonna have a team to compare to seattle by next year but i think i'd I'd pass them do you guys have like a favorite new look at anything as far as in the nfl i there are teams that made slight improvements that we kind of talked about, but I just, as far as their actual rebrand, I didn't care what they did with uh, Seattle. I think some of their stuff in the college game looked exceptional, and I'm hoping some of that kind of comes to the NFL next year. Uh, but uh, once again, I mean, not a fan at all of, of the Seahawks. I think the Jaguars, again, i got to go back to that. They didn't really do much except just make the uniforms fit better and I thought that was just such a massive improvement for them I think the Cleveland Browns looked a lot better this year I don't know what it was because really not a lot changed about their look but just the new cut with the new jersey just made it look so much better I kind of wish if anything at this point there were a couple of teams I know the Packers were one that stuck with the old jersey cut and I'm kind of wishing they hadn't done that now because seeing these jerseys in person and you get a chance to kind of pick them up and look at them and stuff. I just think they did a fantastic job. I think the Browns look a lot better. What they did with the Chiefs was fantastic. Uh, the Bears, everybody across the board, I thought, just by the jersey fit alone, looked a ton better than what their same exact look with Reebok. Hell, they even made some of the modern uniforms that I despise look better just by the cut. I thought Minnesota showed improvement. It's still a clown suit by any definition. But it fit better, and it made it look a little bit better. It made it a little more palatable to me by the jersey cut and all that. But I think that of a favorite, I don't really. I think the whole the whole league, other than the Seahawks, I think everything just improved greatly, which surprised me because you know you hear Nike these days, and if you're a traditionalist like I am, your first thought is, "Oh my God, what are they going to do?" But other than the Seahawks, I think they did a fantastic job across the board. I I wouldn't go that far, Greg. I'll, I'll definitely have some disagreement there. I think that for some of the teams, uh, I know the Patriots being one of them, like some of the things worked okay, but I wasn't big on them going to uh, the loss of shiny fabric pretty much in general. There are definitely teams that I think in the, that wore silver that now kind of wore, wear a matte gray that had a downgrade. But uh, I think in, in large part it was a positive, but yeah, I don't think every team ended up looking better. Well, see, that was one of my favorite parts about it was the loss of the shininess on some of the uniforms. I think that was one of the big improvements with the Browns was that that color just didn't work well with that shimmer that the Reebok look had to it. But I could see your point with like a team like the Patriots where 
you need that element because silver is one of their colors. But as a whole, I still think that, and again, not in every aspect that every team improved, but I think just in terms of fit and the jersey cuts and everything else, I think that everybody moved up a notch. And I wish that the teams that didn't go along, like the Packers, and I know the Packers were like, look, we don't want Nike messing with our traditional uniforms. And I think they had very legitimate concerns because nobody knew what was going to happen. But I think now that they've seen what's happened with the Browns, Chiefs, Bears, etc., they might want to take a look at it and decide to maybe go with that jersey template themselves. All right, so that is the logo cast for this week. Next week we will have our first uh, our first look at our NHL power rankings. We're going to do our first five, maybe first six. You'll see our least favorite looks in the league. And I may make a cool logo for us. All right, sounds like a plan. And as I said I, before... Somebody pitched to me who I should follow in hockey. Give me a team. We'll do it on the air in a future episode. Send those Twitter suggestions. For Greg and for Mike, uh, this is Michael, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Internet, have a good one. Go Bolts. Go Rangers. Go, I don't know. Tell me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>